Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the I Did You Can podcast series. This is the podcast that asks people uh, to tell us about their life now, what the life was like when they were 14 and what's gone on in between. I'm Phil Crompton and today I'm joined by Jessica Faulkner. Hello Jessica. Hello. It's great to have you with us and I, I've got to say this is, a, this is a conversation with a difference in that Jessica um, has faced some pretty serious problems and I'm so pleased that she's willing to talk to us uh, on the podcast about the problems that she's faced. I'm going to ask you first of all Jessica, tell us about your life now. What do you do? Uh, I am a published author. Wow. And I, I write uh, stories based on my life. And so a published author at, at, and, you're, and yeah. you're 18. Yeah. You're 18, you were telling me before we started recording. Um, tell us a little bit about the book that you've written. Just, just a snapshot, but let's not spoil the story because the story is a great story coming up. Yeah. The book you've written is based on your life. Yeah. So it's... It starts off with a boy called Justin who doesn't really quite fit in anywhere because he's different, but he doesn't realise it until later in the book. And when he finds out he's different, he's got to try and figure out where he fits in and what life holds for him later in his life. Sounds like a, a really important work, um, and yeah, I've got to say, when I, I, I think this idea of fitting in is really important to, for young people to grow up for all sorts of reasons. Some people feel as though they don't fit in. Yeah, tell us a bit more about your life now, because you were telling me that you don't leave the house very often. Is that right? Yeah, I don't leave the house um, because uh, it's just anxiety that's driven me to stay in. So, so you feel very troubled about leaving the house. And what, what, yeah. do you do, what do you do when you're in the house? I um, plan stories. I draw. I paint. Um, yeah. have, they, have these I, always I, been skills? Well. Have these always been yeah. skills that you've had? Um, uh, I didn't actually know I could draw or write until I met Julie Malone. Okay, well, now you've told me a bit about her. We'll come on to her in a few minutes. Yeah. So somebody made you think, you know, there's more to me than I thought. Yeah. And now, I mean, you know, when you, when you look back on your life, how confident do you feel now compared to when you were 14? Because we're going to talk about that crucial time when you were 14. Yeah. In a moment. But now when you look at your life, how confident are you? I, I feel re like really confident about what the future holds for me. And, and as the listeners are going to find out, that's a dramatic shift. Tell us a little yeah. bit about your parents and, and your family. Uh, well, my mum's a butcher and my dad's a stock controller. And they are extremely important in my life at the minute. Um, they support everything I do. They're better than what I could have asked for. Yeah. So, so they've, and, and then you've got a brother and sister as well. 
yeah, uh, my, my brother's a head chef down in Cleethorpe, and my sister um, just is is on and off work at the minute. She works anywhere and everywhere. Okay. Well, that's given us a glimpse of your life now. Now, yeah. I, I want to go to when you were 14 because things will become clearer then to the yeah. listeners as to why this is such a remarkable journey. Yeah. Talk to us about what your life was like at 14. It was extremely stressful and just depressive because um, I had um, an eating disorder. Um, I was on a child protection plan for, I don't even know the clear reason why. Um, and I had uh, massive amounts of stress at school because of uh, bullying reasons and how the teachers were treating me. So you'd stopped attending school at that point, had you? Yeah. And what do you think the reason for you feeling so uncomfortable and not fitting, fitting in at school was? I think it was just how other people were treating me because um, I was treated like I was vermin. And you, you told me earlier that you thought it was because they didn't understand the fact that you've got autism. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you believe that was one of the problems. Yeah. When, when were you diagnosed with autism, uh, Jessica? I, I was diagnosed with autism when I was eight years old. So 10 years ago. Yeah. So you went through some years at secondary school um, with autism. And, and how was that? How were you behaving because of the autism? I was behaving well at school until I got home. When I got home, I've been described as a can of Coke who's been shaken up all day. And then when I got home, I just exploded. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you believe that that linked? Uh, uh, knows I'm, I'm no expert. I'm no. Uh, tell me, tell me to be quiet if I'm asking the wrong question. But. Do you think there's a link between the autism and the eating disorder? I think so. Um, I think it was um, just with how my autism was acting up um, with after all the bullying and all that, I think it just led me to stop eating. Yeah, so you, you stopped eating. It must have been horribly worrying for your mum and dad. Yeah. And, and how far, how bad was it? It's hard um, to get, well, but... When I arrived at the hospital um, after six weeks of not eating, they um, gave me a percentage of how well I was to live again, and they gave me 20%. So they were pretty dark days. Yeah. When, when you looked back on them, did you have much hope? Did you feel as though the future was bright or... or... Oh, what was your what was your mindset like at that time? I didn't really see any type of future for me. Um, it was just very dark days, and yeah. I didn't really see any light at the end of the tunnel. But writing made a difference. It would appear. Yeah. Tell us about how you got into writing. I got into writing after I met um, Julie Malone. Um, at a fair. Tell us who Julie Malone is. 
Julie Malone is uh, another published author. She self-publishes um, stories, um, kind of fan fantasy stories. And uh, she's a lovely and wonderful lady um, who I managed to meet and I'm yeah. glad I'm glad I met her. Um, how, did you, how did you manage to meet her? I met her at a fair at my local park and she offered the chance for me to enter a competition, which was a writing competition for everyone of Nottinghamshire um, for young people. And I entered and we've just kept in contact. Okay. And and so that so the competition that, that made a big difference to your life doing that. How did it feel when you when you when you'd written your first your first story? It I felt relief because um the fact that I'd been told most of my life that I'd not be able to do anything, um, and then managing to write a book. It was just very mesmerising for me. And writing a book is a huge achievement. You know, people spend their lives yeah. thinking, I'm going to write a book, and here you are at 18, having done yeah. it. And, and, and tell us again, what, what's it called? It's called Vigilance. So Vigilance. And yeah. how long did it take you to, to write this book, Vigilance? It took me a year and six months. And... What sort of system did you go through? Did you were you writing all day or just for bits of the day? Tell us something about the process. Um, well, at the start, I was writing a f probably about a thousand words a day, right? And then um, it got to the point where I was writing pretty much most of the day. Um, and then after I had finished the first draft, I had to reread it about eight times to make sure it was fine yeah like no spelling mistakes no story problems yeah and i bet there were still some mistakes that slipped through because i found that when i'm when i'm writing very yeah. often you check it four times and still there's a spelling mistake appears yeah so you did you've done all your own checking was there anybody yeah. that helped you with the process um, the, well the there, there was one of my dad's colleagues her name's allison um she was one of my beta readers to make sure the story was interesting and and she was really lovely. She um, even gave me a kind of like a um, inquiry in the front saying um, an autistic author writing a book works in so many ways. Yeah. Because it, um, she said it gives people an insight to what life's like for autistic children. And what have you tried to get across then? Well, how have you managed to get across what it's like to be autistic through the book? Um, I've just... The story shows what how autistic children see the world because autism makes you see the world differently, not just how you behave or bits like that, but it shows you how autistics see the world and how do you think it's different to somebody who isn't autistic? Um, I think it's just the general use of the normal orthodox that people know. Right. Okay. And and so, have, have, has anybody who's autistic 
read the book and said, ah, yeah, that's helpful. Have you got to that stage yet? Not yet, but I'm hoping to publicise my book to make autistic people actually feel welcome to the world. Yeah. and Yeah, and I think that's it, that's it, they feel included, because clearly yeah. um, they've got an awful lot to offer. So... How has your life changed since you've had this? You said that you weren't very confident at one point, and now you are a bit more yeah. confident. Could you give us some illustrations of how your life is different now to how it was when you were 14 in terms of how you feel, what you do? Go on, just a little bit about um, that, Jessica. Well, I'm more positive now because um, I haven't got as much stress as I had back when I was 14. Yeah. Um, I've had help with my eating disorder, so I've I've gotten better with my relationship with food, and um, I've got a better relationship with my parents. My education's better now. That's good. And and which people have helped you? You've already talked about your mum and dad, and clearly they've yeah. they've helped enormously. And you've mentioned yeah. the author. Um, anybody else who's helped you? Um, Harriet from Equipped Succeed. Okay, and, and how how did you come in contact with Harriet? Um, well, I'm part, I am a kind of like patient with um, Futures, which is a huge organisation for like mental health and people with um, learning disabilities. And my Futures worker, Naomi, got in contact um, and asked me whether I wanted to join Equipped Succeed. So I said yes, because um, it helps with anxiety and depression and just general well-being. Um, and Harriet is my worker. So I got in contact with her through Futures. Okay. And, and I hope you don't mind me asking, tell me if it's none of my business, but what sort of things have you done with Harriet that's helped? Um, well, we've just spoke about um, anxiety and my depression and we've figured out ways on how to alleviate how I'm feeling. Mm. And your life now feels better than it did at 14, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. In these interviews, I always like to say to people, could you tell me an obstacle that you've faced as you've got along? Now, you've had many. What, yeah. Do you want to talk to us about the obstacles that you face to get where you are now? Um, well, I had to figure out with my mental state how I was going to carry on. Because um, when I was 14, obviously, I was in a really dark place, um, even to where the point I was self-harming just to get through the day. Um, and I had to eventually reach out for help. Mm. Yeah, so so that's, that's been an enormous obstacle. And yeah. you, feel, you feel as though you're around that now, that you've got past that? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's quite a statement. Wonderful. What's the biggest decision that you've had to make in your life? Probably just the will to keep going. Because um, on a on a daily basis, I was told, like, oh, you'll never do anything you, because you're autistic. You'll never yeah. be able to ac accomplish anything. And then I've 
obviously wrote the book, so that's made me oh. prove people wrong. <laughs> You're ahead of 99% of the population already. So there yeah. you are, you've written a book. What do you like about your life at the moment? My family. Yeah. Just the general like relationship with my family is growing. And, and it, it was troubled at one point, was it then? Yeah. Yeah. But now much better. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think you need to do to keep this journey getting better? This journey towards um, more happiness? Uh, I think I just need to continue what I'm doing, just continue writing and keep myself happy with my family and just overall just concentrate on myself instead of what everybody else is saying. Oh, well, yeah. Always you know what other people are saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's an early lesson of life. You never, um, but I'm sure lots of people are saying nice things to you as well. I mean, I think that's that's important, isn't it? Now. Yeah. So anybody else that you've been been helped by, you've talked about um, Miss Malone. What was her name again, the author? Ju Julie Malone. Julie Malone. You've talked about Julie. You've talked about Harriet. Anybody else apart from your family that's helped you as you've moved along? Um, there is one person. He lives in the States. His name's Mike Olderman. And he has been so supportive. Yeah. I couldn't have met anyone better right. that's and so supportive. Well, how on earth have you made contact with somebody in the States when you don't leave your room in uh, the north of Nottingham? <laughs> he is friends with my dad. And um, I got in contact with him because he wanted to know more about my artwork and what he wanted to buy a piece from me um so he wanted um venom which is a marvel character and i drew him the character and loads of other artists have got in contact with me to say can i have a piece <laughs> so whilst you don't you don't live a, a life in which you're in contact with lots of other people directly yeah through the internet, you're in contact with a whole lot of people by the sound of things. Yeah. And not just in the UK. No. Have you had a response? What response have you had to your book? Um, it's um, what I've been told is very well written. Um, people are loving the story. Um, they can tell that it's through the eyes of an autistic character. And it's just overall, people are loving it. Yeah. So it's, it, it's had a positive response. You know, when you yeah. look back to when you were 14 in those really dark days, because yeah. I don't think you pretend that the, the, the current days are fantastic, but they're certainly much better, aren't they? From what yeah. you've been telling me. When you look back, what advice would you give the 14 year old Jessica if you were to meet her and in, in, through time travel? to go back and say to her give her some advice what would it be um just don't give up no, no matter what anyone tells you just keep moving keep moving forward yeah and uh, 
because there's always another day isn't there but uh, i yeah. guess when you get into real darkness it's hard to see that isn't it yeah okay so well your life's better now than it was four years ago mm-hmm. just imagine it carried on improving as it is what would you like yeah. life to be like what would you like your life to be like when you're you're 22 um probably just to keep on publishing books and getting a positive response from the books I publish yeah I I think that you're going to be at literary festivals I think you're going to be on the radio and on, on the Graham yeah. Norton show chatting about your book I think there's, yeah. there's a whole lot that you could achieve you know Jessica I think uh, you're a great example I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you and yeah. I'm sure that other people will be listening and thinking uh, wow what a story how somebody's taken yeah. their life work with other people and improve the life from the darkest yeah. of times and that's really what i did you can is all about it's intended to inspire people mm. so jessica faulkner thank you very much for your time thank you